What's up, everybody? On today's episode of the Quad Bunk Podcast, you have your co-hosts, John Brzezowski and Randy Kahn. How you guys doing? And today, we're not going to bury the lead, as you can tell from the title of this podcast. We are going to be talking again about the coronavirus. <laughs> now, specifically, one of us got it. Now, everybody's fine. <laughs> we are all recovered. Everything's good. Just wanted to... Basically, because this is a topical podcast, it goes over things that have happened in our lives. Figured we'd talk about it. Randy, what do you got to say? Yeah, so um, kind of piggybacking off of what John said, we're not trying to make light of the situation. Obviously, you know, this can affect any different numbers of people and different families in a whole bunch of ways. Uh, so, yeah, you know, this is, again, something that happens to one of us. Uh, kind of imagine this episode as if you're a fly on the wall of two friends having a conversation trying to make each other laugh because risky that's all we're doing, you know. I know John's stuck at home. I'm stuck at home. We just want to make each other laugh. So hope you're uh, willing to come on this ride with us. And without further ado, here's the rest of the show. It's weird that I've had facial hair for so long that seeing myself without it now just feels weird. It is crazy, right? Like the uh, yeah. The so like how you're uh, like my my the first week I was just like this because like, I was never wasn't there. Yeah. I was never licking, I'm not licking the stash hair or anything like that, but, um, so I got a haircut on Monday, so I, like, you know, full, just didn't even touch the beard area for, like, a month and a half, so I was like, all right, well, that's gonna look stupid if you have a fade and, like, a shitty beard, so I was like, let me just buzz that off, and then, um, I left a goatee, and then took the chin part off and left the mustache, and I was like, I look like such a cop, that's actually hilarious, so then I left it for a bit, and then, uh, I think I woke up Thursday morning, and I was, like, going to brush my teeth and get ready for work. And I was just like, what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> just, like, immediately closed it all. But it lasted for two and a half days, so that's something. They can never take those now, memories away from me. I left mine, and I know you you have photos, and you were trying – you were lobbying to oh, get me course. to get rid of it daily. But I – it took me a month to get a moderately pedophile-looking mustache and – it, it wasn't changing. Like it wasn't turning into like somewhere positive. It just was like getting more, more inappropriate by the day. It just was like, I, I hated it, but well, everyone else hated it. I personally thought it was great and I loved it. All right. So first off in no way, shape or form was I lobbying for you to do anything with your facial hair, you know, try to take it off in any, any shape or fashion. If anything, I was lobbying for you to continue to grow it in these dire times now, have I given you shit for your subpar beard before? Yes, I have, but that's different. We were living in a different world. Everything post-March 11th-ish is just completely different. It has to be looked at through a different lens. It does have to be looked through a different lens. And let me really quick, Randy, bring us back to March 11th, because I think that's a very important thing to think about. What were some of the things that we were saying at around March 11th? I think it was, Corona's never going to get me. Uh... I'm not scared of no, I ain't no bitch. I ain't scared of Corona. Coronavirus rings a bell. isn't even real. I doubt anyone will ever even get coronavirus. I want to go to Manhattan on Saturday and lick all the doorknobs. I went to Brooklyn on Thursday and went playing laser tag three days before the global pandemic or the global lockdown started. Yeah, anyway, just, well, I just thought that was some topical stuff to bring up. What do you, did you do anything this past week? Um, yeah. So this last week, uh, everybody knows that I got a haircut. Um, you know, I'm continuing yeah. to try, continue to try to teach uh, my uncle's dog how to you know sit, pee outside, little things like that. And right. uh, also, so I, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if you heard, but um, this last Thursday, uh, I actually went to an urgent care because do do you have any idea? You know what urgent cares are offering right now at this time? You know, maybe like Manny pedicure, maybe you know they're they're just gonna take my height. Uh, you know, maybe weigh me because I don't have a scale under my bed. Can, can you just get, give me a guess as to what I went there for? So like urgent care is for like um, maybe if you're trying to get a uh a test of some sort but like those tests would include things such as your driver's test um maybe you can get your license renewed at an urgent care is that what is that what they do i don't know what kind of stuff does happens at an urgent care is it like what urgent things could be going on right now on in the middle of may well 
I guess the most urgent thing they could try to, you know, take care of, because realistically, an urgent care is a business like any other. And what is there just an insane demand of in the market right now, in the healthcare market? I think it's coronavirus tests. Yes, I did want the special shiny Blastoise that was only sold in Japan, but they didn't have it there. But I ended up getting, (laughs) I ended up getting a coronavirus antibody test. So about three or four weeks ago, um, it's been it's been a solid while. You know, I remember I was uh, talking to all you guys, talking to my friends, jokingly saying like, "Oh man, like I think I have it. Think I got the corona." Because like. I felt a little off, um, but, you know, I didn't feel, obviously, nowhere even near hospitalized or anything like that. So I was like, oh, like, you know, I'm just a little sick. I'm working from home either way. Like, you know, kind of like business as normal. I didn't run for three days. Although the first day I felt kind of sick. Yeah, the first day I felt kind of sick, I still ran. And it was like, that's why in my head I was like, I don't think this is it. Because, like, I ran three miles, you know, perfectly fine, wasn't slow, didn't have, you know, once I was done, I wasn't like, you know, I was just like feeling a little drained you know it, it kind of felt like after a long weekend of drinking when you just start thinking about all the mistakes you've made throughout life like that's it was just a bad sunday for like three or four days in a row realistically and let me tell you randy i was i was making fun of you to everyone i knew i was just Word. like this guy like i had a meeting and i was like bringing you up at the meeting like, like this guy's like he had a he had a cold for he had a bad hangover and he was like I have the coronavirus. I must have it. And I must have given it to my family because, because like everyone had it the same way I had it. And I just had like, it wasn't that bad, but like, like I, I thought it was so funny to have, to say you have like one coronavirus symptom and then be like, that's, I had it. I had it. I had, I was a little groggy for four days. So I have the coronavirus. Well, you know what? Uh, this is, I guess this is a case of like uh, the boy who cried wolf, except this time he was fucking right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> It definitely, it definitely doesn't help the entire time because so you know let's let's say I got sick I don't know first week of April I believe that's what it was let's say it was first week of April so if you just rewind the clock you know two and a half <laughs> weeks I'm full hey I, I want to go lick doorknobs I don't give a fuck I can't catch anything I'm young in my twenties like nothing's ever gonna happen to me um, and yeah so obviously I did end up getting it I got the I got the antibody test back today came up positive which I kind of. I figured because I was just like, you know, I really haven't gotten sick in a while at this point. And, you know, if it's if it's a little cold, like, you know what a cold is, you know, that's why, like, in my head, I was like, ah, this is different because, like, you know, I just felt like a little tired, a little not even irritable. I was just like, you know, just a little off. And then legitimately, like a week after I had it, my mom had symptoms and I was like, oh, shit, like, you know, she's like what 59 at this point so i was just like a little nervous i was like that's up there in age i don't know but she ended up being fine it was the same thing as me just like essentially just uh chilled out for like three or four days and she was good um the only thing is like now i'm just like i'm pretty sure like my entire family must have it because like my uh my dad and brother are here with us in the house so they probably didn't have symptoms because like realistically like you're in close quarters all the time we're all you know touching each other touching the same things all the time um and i think about each other all the time dude you have no idea what happens in the con household just crazy stuff just i thought it was ridiculous that you said like like it's my culture to kiss kiss my mother on the cheek every day every time before i leave the house and i'm like is that like you're gonna get you're gonna get banned from the house if you don't do that if you're sick like you can't like my my Um, mom gives me hugs sometimes but i don't i like we've we barely do the taps on the shoulder these days so, um that was fully on her uh so this is actually this is perfect that i chose this room because this is uh my little my little workstation got my second monitor here i got a little stack of books that i'll stack my laptop on so it's like you know up at eye level um so yeah you know i'm in here cooking she usually leaves at 2 30 and then she comes in through that door and she's like all right puppy i'm leaving and then, like comes in for a kiss i'm like I don't think this is advisable, but if you're already halfway <laughs> here, like, you know, I'm not, you're like, you're the one letting me live, live rent free and just, you know, have a bunch of free food and shit like that. So I was like, I'm not just going to say no. I, I literally, I took that, like, it took me a second to be like, okay, I'm not, I'm not trying to, to say we have different cultures. We just, like, my mom does not kiss me on the cheek before she leaves. And you were saying it like, like, you would be banned from the house if you didn't kiss her on the cheek before she left her house. Um, I wouldn't, no, I wouldn't be banned. Um, honestly, it's a very her thing. If I'm leaving, I'm just like, all right, I'll be back in a little and like 
just verbally, you know, but like whenever she's leaving, she always comes in. I'm like, you know, it's like, it's like if you put your hand out to shake my hand, like if you put your hand out and I just do nothing, like I'm an asshole. So I don't want to be an asshole to you. You know what I mean? It's just like every, everything's the answer is not during a pandemic. The finish of the statement is if I should put my hand out, I'm the asshole for, during, during a pandemic. Spin zone. Have I aided my family by giving all of us coronavirus further uh, getting our population closer to herd immunity? Think about that. You have a less likely chance of re uh, of of getting sick going out to the Marlin in Long Beach Island than I do currently. Well, all right. See, the thing is, John, like I would love to, you know, just like continue to harp on that fact, you know, maybe play into the fact that you guys shouldn't live there for a bit, you know, kind of like just shack up back in North Jersey and I'll keep an eye on the beach house for the summer. But I'm not going to go there because I'm a responsible person. I know that people are looking at us, you know, for some information, me as a coronavirus survivor. And yes, I have updated my Twitter and Instagram bios to have COVID-19 survivor in there already. (laughs) (laughs) So either way, I got to home this back in because I was kind of fucking running rampant there for a little bit and I was going to make a point. Um, But oh, yeah. Um, so the thing is like the, I think it's about 70% of people who test positive for coronavirus show no symptoms. So for example, you know, uh, my brother is like 33, but you know, my dad's like 58 turning 59 in October. So obviously much older, but at the same time, and uh, you know, I can't blame him cause he's in very good shape for his age. So I'm sure that helps, you know, if he was, if he had other, you know, if he had asthma or, you know, just other uh, things kind of ailing his health, then yeah, obviously it wouldn't be the same case. But, you know, they just had no symptoms whatsoever. So I'm not saying that you guys do, but it could be extremely possible that your entire family just, you know, had the COVID, no symptoms, and, you know, you would test positive for the antibodies. Well, you see, the coronavirus symptoms are very similar to the beginning stages of keto. Wait, (laughs) <laughs> All right, let's just, just go. Just go. <laughs> so, from what I heard, the beginning of the coronavirus symptoms are stuff like um, nausea. Uh, um, this is going to take an embarrassing turn. Uh, diarrhea and uh, grogginess. So, mm-hmm. when you start keto, those are the three things: you get nauseous, you uh, why the, do you get diarrhea with keto? Insides all want to be on your outsides because there's nothing to like hold it together anymore. All the cars that used to hold your stuff together are no longer there, and it just whoosh, right out the bottom. Good for losing weight. Um, and, <laughs> and then the like, last one is like, anorexia. Just, like, like I can't choose to have diarrhea, so it's like whatever flushes it out. Right, and then the last piece is the grogginess. And I tell you, I was in some like I was very very uh achy and sore for a couple of days but i personally was saying that i cannot be the guy that's like oh you were groggy for four days you're gonna say that you had the coronavirus <laughs> like i would see people walk around i, I saw I heard, overheard a conversation of a woman walking around without a face mask and she goes i didn't have like the fever but like i feel like i probably had it and i'm just sitting there like this is not how we're supposed to approach this situation. We're not just supposed to like do less than a WebMD search and just think <laughs> that, that is our significant significant accommodation that you didn't have, you did or didn't have the coronavirus. Like we need to have these tests so that we can all figure out whether or not we infected our families with the coronavirus. Because Randy, credit to you that you survived the coronavirus, but anti-credit to you for taking the coronavirus rampant through your family. So are you shaming a coronavirus veteran right now? Is that what I'm hearing? You know what? Uh, I'm going to take that stance. Yep, I'm going to take that stance. <laughs> I want to die in that hill. Dude, John B. stock was rising so high, and now as soon as they hear, oh, against the veterans, poof, John B. crashing. <laughs> no season two of Outer Banks whatsoever. But yeah, no, uh, there are just, I think... Obviously, this is very new. Like, you know, whenever, like, a bird flu vaccine comes out, obviously, they've been working on that for, like, a year, more than a year at that point. So they were very knowledgeable on that specific strain because, like, you know, I don't know. When was the last bird flu vaccine? 2018. Let's just say 2018. You know, they'd already been stuck down. Fucking no. Like, I would know. Do you guys think we're looking up scholarly articles and citing an MLA format at the bottom of this? Absolutely not. But either way, you know, they've been knowledgeable about it for a while. 
and we're only kind of like just going through uh, through the paces of like learning all that there is to know about this. So, um, yeah, it can just be that, you know, you feel a bit groggy and you're just like out of it for a bit because I think that the symptoms like it's very much like on a spectrum. You know, like you can go from absolutely no symptoms whatsoever, even if you're like, you know, upper 50s like my dad. Or, you know, you can be like, oh, like, I'm just a little groggy. I have a little bit of a headache. And then, you know, more advanced, like, oh, it feels like I have the flu. To more advanced, like, I think I need to be hospitalized. So that's the shitty thing about it because, like, you can't really pinpoint it on one thing. But I think the coolest thing is how accessible and easy it is to get tested. Um, So if anybody is in Long Island, uh, AFC Urgent Care, I went there, used insurance, didn't pay a single copay. I was in and out in five or 10 minutes. Um, I signed up for an appointment online, extremely easy to do again. Um, I got there for my appointment at 4.15. They sent me a text saying like, oh, come in, filled out a paper. Uh, you know, there was only like one or two people in there max at a time, patients wise. Yeah, they took my blood, uh, took my vitals. He saw that I had like a very low resting heartbeat and like good oxygen levels. Cause like I'm a fucking insane athlete just yes. reaching my, reaching my biological <laughs> peak. John, I wish, I can't wait. Like, I really hope that things calm down so I can show you the foot and agility, the foot speed and agility that I would have run through the sand this summer. It's just insane. But either way, um, yeah, so there are just, like, so many different ways that you can essentially feel or not feel the coronavirus, it seems like. Um, but, yeah, like, the testing is becoming much more available. And if you're even on the fence on if you have it or not, Go get tested because if for nothing else, it helps to serve the statistics that we can run, you know, showing like what the actual mortality rate is or isn't. You know, it's just essentially giving the healthcare system uh, better access to more data because the more data we have is going to be the better in the long run. So if you have insurance, go get tested. Randy, can you believe the amount of, of stories that you can tell in like 30 years from now where you're just like, you can just you can say whatever you want and no everyone will believe you like you know like how like to make an, an analogy to like um a veteran where they they we personally cannot verify any of their stories none of them this is true i believe all of them but i won't believe you and what <laughs> i think because you have the ability to say whatever you want you could be like i was 14 days on on bed rest saved multiple animals while while from my bed and eventually regained my health. Like pull, like you remember when you were trying to make, um, trying to make up stories for how I how I fucked up my shoulder. Oh yeah. And we were like saying that we were saving <laughs> babies in Africa uh, from an orphanage. Babies in a burning orphanarium in Africa. Right. We're not going to dive into that story because I tried to do it on stage and it didn't work. But <laughs> it, it did work for the two ladies that we were talking to randomly in 2019 at a bar at two o'clock in the morning. But Randy, let's transport ourselves. Let's quickly transport ourselves. The year is 2050. We're in our we're in our old age. We all have we all have children, and our first grandchildren come up to us and they say, "Papa, wh- what do you?" Wh- here's a question: What would you want to be called if you were a grandfather? Um, considering I don't even have children, I have fucking no idea. Um, so with my okay, grandfather, Papa. yeah, sure, Papa, right, yeah, Papa, I-, I learned today in school about the. Novel coronavirus, COVID-19. Can you tell me about the year 2020? Dude, so you have no idea. Um, I want to do a quick allusion to Brian Scalabrini, the White Mamba. So after he won the NBA championship with the Celtics in 08, uh, he was giving a press conference afterwards. And they're like, oh, yeah, you only played, like, you know, one minute per game. And, like, you know, didn't even have any stats. He's like, that's fine. You know, 20, 30 years, no one's going to remember that. I'm going to tell my grandchildren I probably average, like, 20 points, 10 rebounds. I'm going to do the same thing, but, like, dude, with every aspect of my life. Like, this was already in the works. So uh, when I was in high school, I think my uh, my high school team won, like, two state championships. You think in 2050 I'm not telling my grandchildren I was on those teams? I'm going <laughs> to fucking Photoshop myself into those pictures. Are you kidding? Dude, ranked number one in the nation. I'm like, leading goal scorer right here. But on top of that, <laughs> on top of that, I'm going to be like, yeah, so, you know, 
my experience with uh, winning two state championships and being ranked number one in the country led me to, you know, have the desire to, you know, really help our country. And when 2020 came around and I found out that I had coronavirus, you know, I really hunkered down, you know, started donating all my plasma to science. You know, I started volunteering 80 hours a week at the hospital to make sure we kicked this thing in the butt. And I was directly responsible for our entire economy going back to normal. And they'd be like, wow, Pop Pop, that was an amazing story. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty sick. Don't know what else to tell you. And they go throughout their lives thinking that, thinking that you are you are the greatest person in the world. And that's what we want from our grandfathers. That's what we want. Exactly. Because, you know, if you if you give someone the option, like right now, if you could say, oh, yeah, John, uh, would you like one of your relatives to be Benjamin Franklin? What reason could you have to say no? None. None. Absolutely. Perfect conversation starter. You're now tied to American history, American lore. It's just like there are no. I mean, unless, you know, if it's if we're talking Tommy Jeff, he owned a bunch of slaves. So I can see why you'd say no on that. But Benny Frank. On the highest denomination U.S. dollar bill, like nothing but positive. So it's going to be the same way for my grandchildren. They're just going to go about life thinking like, wow, my grandfather was this maverick who cared about, you know, it it was really a we, not me thing with him. And that's just going to, I hope it's going to percolate throughout their lives. I hope they're going to, you know, continue being upstanding citizens and, uh, you know, citizens of the world, really, because I didn't do this for America. I did this for the world. I contracted coronavirus for the entire world. And you know what? I put put my name, put my DNA into that little test bank. Got uh, got the world some good data to go on. So when when we can go back to bars, when we can go back to offices, when we don't have to wear little face masks, you're welcome. I for everyone that's listening, did you really think we were just gonna we were gonna gloss over the fact that Randy got the coronavirus? No, no, we're gonna spend twenty to forty five minutes talking. <laughs> <about> all, <laughs> all possible scenarios about Randy getting the coronavirus. I don't have it. I'm going to go with, I don't have it. Only Randy. I thought that it was going to be me, Randy. I thought it was going to be me with the virus. I'm sitting here curled up in my, in my, uh, underneath all my covers, just like, like trying to podcast through the coronavirus. And you're telling me that you had it. You let it go. You said three days later, Hey, uh, you guys have no idea, but I had the coronavirus. And then three weeks later, best podcast in all of the all the land. I got to say, uh, you know, I think it is up there with Babe Ruth calling his home run shot in the World Series. Like, I called my fucking shot. As soon as I was sick, I woke up. Like, dude, I literally tweeted that morning that I had to start working from home. I tweeted the the gif of uh, of Jordan being propped With up. The by Jordan Scott Flu game, right? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was like, this is my Jordan Flu game over on my laptop right now. And it was bigger than Jordan's Flu game. It was the Randy Khan pandemic virus game, realistically. <laughs> Credit to you, Randy. You better get like three or four free sick days out of this because, like, you you could have had two weeks paid vacation because oh of the coronavirus. Oh my god! I could. If you don't think I'm talking about that come December for my next yearly review, you are insane. Insane. I hey. I might ask for those PTO days back. Honestly, like, please, two more weeks right here, just tack it on. Hey, kid. Hey, just to let you know. Um. I know you think you're not, you might not be sure how much I'm dedicated to this company and all, but, oh, you remember the coronavirus? Yeah, the stuff that's still rampant throughout our population? Yeah. Had it? Worked. So get Full this, time. get this. Uh, <laughs> you want to see how uh, I parlay my citizenship of the world into, you know, kind of just like doubling up and getting as much value as I can out of this? So not only did I donate my DNA, my statistics to the global healthcare community by getting this test done, not only did I aid in herd immunity by catching coronavirus, infecting my entire family and all of them being okay, all of them living, but you know what I do for work, John? You, you, do, you know, do you know what I sucked up having the coronavirus and typing away on a laptop all day, every day, three days that I was sick of that week? I work for a goddamn healthcare insurance company that serves the elderly population in the state of New York, the biggest MLTC healthcare insurance company in the state of New York. So not only am I passively helping the state of New York with my data, my herd immunity, my family's herd immunity, but I am directly responsible for all, all the elderly in their nursing homes, you know, their, their long-term care facilities, I am directly responsible for them surviving this, for surviving another day. So, I mean, realistically, like, I, 
I just think I'm owed some sort of compensation, uh, maybe a Medal of Honor. Uh, I, I don't. Do Do they still have a key to the city of New York? Uh, do they still do that? But uh, I I wouldn't say no. We should tweet at the governor. We should just start tweeting at the governor, just saying, "Hey, I got the coronavirus. Uh, where Where is my money?" I mean, if De Blasio doesn't at least give me the tour of the mayor's mansion, like I just I feel like that's bare minimum. Give you at least like a, a three or four thousand dollars studio apartment in the city, right? That's that's fair compensation. Hell, three or four thousand? I mean, what? Like, did did I just like you know, what do I do? Did I, did I just like donate some money to to a COVID uh you know research institution or something like that? I think I did a lot more than that. So I would think minimum. I think I need an apartment in Billionaires Row, um, preferably preferably on the south side of Central Park. So that way, south side facing north. So that way, you know, I get the sunrise and the sunset. All right. I'm not asking for too much. Is that too much? Because, you know, people always talk about Central Park West. It's like, I don't know if I'm going to be woken up by the sun every morning. You know, I, I wouldn't mind it being there, but I don't want that shit shining my face. Right. Right. Randy, I think I think holistically, thank you for your service, because what you did what you did for, and if we're going to place it, Randy, where exactly do you think you got the virus from? Because I would put money hmm. on it was the laser tag. Money. Um, with the laser tag, I mean, that is like legitimately the most contact that I've had with like <laughs> just a bunch of different guns and people and just like running and bouncing off of walls and shit. So I could see uh, what's the incubation periods a week or something like that. It's maximum 14 days, I think. So it's usually five to 14 oh, days. It can incubate for that. Well, if it, all right. I think the incubation period would, I think that's a stretch to think that it comes from the laser tag because the laser tag was like March 12th, I believe. And, you know, I'm thinking that I got it first week of April or, you know, started showing symptoms first week of April. So I think that's a bit of a stretch. Um, but realistically, because I was pretty good about quarantining, I think it was probably just uh, going to Target or going to a liquor store and, you know, just like, you know, looking like, oh, like, do I want this? Put it down, you know, just like simple touching shit like that. Or, you know, like um, Target now is like before you go to use the self-checkout, like, they wipe everything down. But, you know, when it first started, it was like, you know, no one's wearing masks. Just go in, obviously be distant, which I was and everything. I wasn't just like, you know, getting up close to people and be like <laughs> right on them. But, yeah, uh, I would bet money that it was like somewhere in Target. So you're saying that we didn't that our last podcast that was released called the coronavirus update labeled the coronavirus update. You were not you were not in your incubation period. That's what you're trying to tell me. I probably was. I was probably just shaking the fuck out of that COVID-19 all up in my body. Um, but, you know, it, it was for the greater good, all right? Because during during that little coronavirus update, um, we got very serious. So I, th- I think that's what it was. See, before, when uh, when we had our when, – when we were talking about Thursday, Randy, the Thursday before uh, St. Patrick's Day, he didn't have the COVID in his body yet. But as soon as I got it in there, you know, it just – I inherently felt the greater duty to serve my my mankind, to my, my fellow man, my fellow countryman, my fellow global citizen. And because of that, it just switched so flipped. And I was just like, nah, this this is bigger than we think it is. Got to hunker down now. That would be tough. If you got the coronavirus and you gave it to me in the city and then I brought it back home to my family. Can't get grandma sick. That would just be messed can't up. Get, can't get grandma sick. She's got to make too Hello? many more TikToks in her life. So the main thing that uh, I was actually like freaking out a little bit because I was like, oh, like, you know, back when I was sick, I was like, if I actually have coronavirus, I know that my mom's going to kiss me on the cheek. And my mom goes next door and my grandma lives next door and she's obviously older and has like other health complications. Um, And, you know, my mom goes there and like sees if she needs anything. So I'm guessing my grandma is just a fucking monster and just demolished COVID, too. Good. Good. No other way. I'm proud of your whole family. The The Khan family as a whole. Nailed the coronavirus. Dude, I mean, something about our immune system. I don't know. We probably survived. Well, I guess none of us would have been in Europe. We're actually... I digress. I was going to go into a Black Plague thing, but <laughs> not necessary. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, no, it would have been in the Amazon. Then I was like, wait, but like Spanish conquistadors, like that's kind of a reason I'm here too. And you're just sitting here like, no, this is the stuff that... This, this is where we're drawing the line on, on what the podcast listeners want to hear. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, legitimately, like, mentally in my head, I was like, let's just not go into that because I, I don't think I even want to hear about that. So, 
Um, okay, so let's wrap it up because this is perfectly succinct in our detail of the coronavirus, of your experience, Randy, with the coronavirus. Me being a survivor and veteran, yes. And me being a friend of a survivor of the coronavirus. I mean, honestly, John, your your accomplishments might be even greater than mine because, you know, yeah, like I, I was here, you know, fighting, you know, night and day to, to kick this thing out of my body. But what is a man without his emotional support of a good friend system? So, I mean, I think you need to pat yourself on the back at this point. I'm sure I replied to that tweet that was your, your flu game tweet. I'm sure I did. Hey. Yeah, you're you're definitely supportive and not saying, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? You don't have it. I bet you I bet you I said something along the lines of like even Randy, even if I did say something to support you on Twitter, know that in my heart of hearts I was like, This motherfucker is saying that he has the coronavirus just because he's got a little sniffle and he's a little groggy. That has nothing to do with the seven bottles of red wine that he bought and drank this past week. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot that I was drinking wine for like an entire month. And I mean, honestly, if uh, if your guy's family doesn't have coronavirus, like that's on your mom for not letting me drive down that one day that I was joking about driving down to LBI on a random whim of an evening. So, you know, if uh, if you guys are lagging behind in, her, in herd immunity, you got, you got to look at Mrs. B at that point. I, I gotta, I gotta say, Randy, your likelihood of coming down to the shore skyrocketed now that you, you're confirmed <laughs> to have antibodies. You're telling me that my mom can accurately say that I, that you can't come down to the shore because you can't infect any of us because you already have the antibodies. So last year, um, usually on Labor Day weekend, John will invite some of us down, and then you know his birthday always coincides on Labor. Or I guess it doesn't this year, but either way, it usually does. Um, so I was like, oh, like, what should I get, John? I was like, oh, well, you know, alcohol is very standard. You know, what, what else could a guy want? And I decided, oh, this guy's crazy about cold brew. So before I got to the house, you know, him and Nick already went out the night before, so they were still sleeping. And this guy just wakes up into an entire gallon of cold brew. And this year, I think I'm just going to come with a gallon of my own plasma. Just like, yeah, just have some antibodies. Just why not? Just <laughs> like, oh, it's like Cat, Lauren, just a glass of antibodies to start your day. Gallon in the fridge. Take it with your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> just go brew a splash of antibodies from randy you know what if uh if we went on that treacherous bike ride all the way up the island where you're using like a brand new like mountain bike that has 20 gears and you're giving me like the shittiest bike ever and i didn't even know it the entire time so like no joke like you know you know when you have like those like little athletic moments or like athletic events where you know obviously we haven't done anything athletic for a long time but you're like in mentally you're like I gotta still have it, right? Like I gotta, still, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta still have it. So legitimately, the entire ride up, I was like, "You're not asking John to stop. You're just gonna keep on going. Like you got this. Like fuck this bullshit. Like you run so much more than him." And then we, when we finally finished biking all the way up the island, you're like, "Yeah, like my bike is like so much better than yours. Like I don't even know how you're riding that." I was like, "I am exhausted." <laughs> we we went for a bike ride up up and down the island, and um. I gave Randy my bike from when I was like 14, 15. It's still like a 21 speed bike, but it's a mountain bike. And mine's like a, a brand new, uh, I think it's a hybrid, but it's basically a road bike. So it's like very, very easy to ride, especially with no wind. And I, I was just cooking the way I usually cook. And, and Randy was with me, so I wasn't thinking about it. He was like a couple <laughs> steps behind, nothing crazy. And then you turn around and I was like, all right, you ready to go back? And I was like halfway through my workout, I thought. And Randy was like, no, we're done with our workout. We are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, John was just having a leisurely stroll up and down LBI. I was basically doing the Tour de France, you know, when they're going up like that 45 degree angle of a mountain. Like, that was me the entire time. Um, but yeah, so if we do that again this summer, if we're allowed to, you know, instead of bringing my credit card with me, I think that I'll just be like, oh, yeah, can I get a vodka soda? They're like, all right, that's $24. I'm like, hmm, crazy. How about I give you anybody's and just cut myself on the park? <laughs> Let me just, uh, how much you want? You want, a, you want one? Want anybody? <laughs> They're like, Jesus Christ, Christ, what are you doing? It's like, no, 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 look at this email. It says I'm positive. Don't worry, don't worry. <laughs> but yeah, it's a crazy time in the in the times of coronavirus. But yeah, I guess my last words on this would be, you probably have had it. It's extremely conta- more contagious than they thought. More people will not show symptoms than they thought. So like the rate of not showing symptoms is very high. So yeah, if you have health insurance, Go to urgent care wherever you can, wherever they have tests. Uh, it was completely free for me. You didn't have to pay a copay or anything. 
uh, yeah, just go get it done. It took five or ten minutes out of my day, and that's it. And what else are you doing right now, realistically? Let's reiterate that we are not professionals, and we should not be giving opinions based on fact, only based on our previous experiences. And, and my, experience, my experience as a survivor and a veteran are second to none, so I don't even see why we need a disclaimer, honestly. I'm still going to throw it on there. <laughs> I'm going to disclaim that I know nothing and don't take us as fact, but Randy's current state of facts are everyone's had it. Go get an antibody test. So you know how the military gives out purple hearts? Like, what kind of heart do I get for this? I don't know. Maybe you get a wristband? I feel like this is a wristband kind of thing. No, I feel like this is a, maybe they send you a, a sticker and instead of I voted, it's I tested positive for antibodies. So that's probably it. I feel like if you get like a, like, you know how like they, they wear their Coachella bracelets for like th- like four months afterwards, like you can, you can get like something on there that'll say, that says like, like if anybody wants to know whether or not like this is a coronavirus, this is a antibody only party and you just like wristbands up. And you have to show your wristbands like it's a frat party. And you're just you're over there with your coronavirus free wristband. Trying to but trying to like paint it onto like a, a highlighter onto a, a piece of paper and then I'll bring I'll I'll wear that around my wrist and like try to join. No, but legitimately, um I wonder if that's gonna start being a thing because right now uh they can't prove conclusively that antibodies mean that you're immune. Although that's how infections typically work. Uh so if this follows like, you know, the spectrum of like other other viruses it should be you know get infected you fight it you have the antibodies and you're immune now but obviously like you know they have to keep on doing tests but if it comes out that if you have antibodies that you're immune that that starts to become a place where you know if you want to go out to the bars like what if they only let people in who have antibodies you know maybe they like give you out an id or something like that and i would be privy to like you know i'd be one of the first people who can go out to bars then because since i already get tested and can you imagine like the insane just like power high that I'm going to have being able to go to a bar and spend ridiculous amounts of money when all of you other, you know, antibody negative fucks can't do anything and have to stay at home still. Like, dude, I'll be the only one there, but I'll just be having a grand old time. I could not imagine. And I, I mean, it's not out of the realm of possibility that you, you come into the city, go out to a bar, the bars I want to go to without me, and then, like, FaceTime me from the bars that you're at just so that, like, we can both be there ordering drinks. Like, still order me a vodka soda. Oh, of course I'm going to get you a vodka soda. I'm just going to end up drinking. I'm going to be like, oh, John, you want some? Want some? No? Okay. You're going to go out to all, all these girls, and, and, and I'll be trying to wingman you from the, from the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't have – I've had the – I haven't had the virus, so I can't join you to tell you. But I just want to let you know how great of a man this is right here. <laughs> yeah, dude, I've been thinking about it. So when bars do open back up, I might not pregame for like, you know, the first month or so. Like, I might just want to, you know, patronize the bar as much as I can and just like, you know, rack up that bar tab. It, I think you're consistent with everyone that nobody gives a shit about their bar tabs for the good the first month, which is the same thing as like the first month of like going back to school where you're just like, money doesn't matter. Yeah, it's like, I just want to feel something, you know? I want 2 o'clock to come around and be like, oh, I'll take my bar, uh, my tab, please. And they come back, and it says $350, and I'm like, worth it. Sign off the rest of my life right there. Please just have my money. You need it more than me. Yeah, and, and imagine going back and, like, the same bartenders that have been out of work for, like, four or five months, and you're just sitting there, like, having worked from home and, and still been able to take a paycheck, and they're they're over there, like, <laughs> trying to scrap through everything, Struggling. and you just, you just feel so bad for them, and... Me, as someone that used to be a server, used to, like, already overtips people. But now that I know that I've had a paycheck for the entire coronavirus time and they haven't, golly, golly, am I going to overtip. I mean, if you think I'm sticking to tipping a dollar a drink from now on, you're pff, no shot. I think I might have to go, like, I might have to be, like, you know, high, uh, high like, a restaurant-type tipping. You know, maybe go, like, 30%. On a drink? I don't know. Why not? I'm definitely doing the $20 on my first drink. $20 on my first drink, and I might still do a dollar a drink for the first couple weeks while I am while I forget that money matters. It's weird how distant it feels thinking about New Year's Eve and how we were just like completely just climbing over and getting climbed over by multiple people in that bar. And that just, it feels like an eon ago, but realistically that was five months ago. Remember when, remember when I was like, I tried to like not get 
not get uh, like drinks on anybody. I was holding it over my head, and then it it accidentally spilled on some girl. And the guy tried to like fight me in the bar. No, the girl tried to fight you. The girl tried to fight you, and I thought so. The entire time, I thought she was trying to fight Maddie because Maddie was looking back, and obviously she was like before you. So I guess like the girl's like she kind of like threw a claw. wasn't even like a punch. She like open handed, and it kind of like hit Maddie first because she was in front of you. So like for the rest of the night, I was like, why was she trying to fight Maddie? Like that makes no sense. And like. The next morning before I leave, I was like, yeah, dude. And, like, that chick was just, like, trying to brawl with Maddie. And you were like, oh, no, dude. Like, I accidentally spilled a drink a little bit on her head. I was like, people are getting spilled on, like, the entire night. Like, what the fuck do you expect? Yeah. No, I mean, it's crazy. Like, we, we the amount of, like, body interaction between complete strangers in bars versus the amount of the few interactions and body contact we have with our closest relatives now is ridiculous. Yeah, so I got my hair cut Monday. Uh, my buddy's uh, cousin is a barber, so he agreed to cut some of our hair and everything. Um, and yeah, like I was there at like one o'clock or something like that. And I had to like get back home and like work and everything. Uh, but then legitimately, I just like hit my supervisor. I was like, oh yeah, I'm having laptop problems. Just like stayed there and like hung out a little bit. We were still being distant and everything, but like we were just you know, kind of like all like sitting and talking while people were getting their haircut. I was like, this is nice. Like, this is, this is what life should feel like. Yeah. No, I mean, first of all, that's why you got the coronavirus because you're just completely blatantly disregarding all. You're not allowed to to have a haircut. You're going to talk to a veteran like that. Really? (laughs) Really? You're going to talk to a United States veteran Your mother, you're you're supposed to buy clippers yourself and get this chop job haircut that I have where, yeah, I know you've got to fade. It's ridiculous. Look at the gradient. Yeah. The back of my head is supposed to be the same height as the front of my head, and Maddie just didn't know that. So she just cut the back and was having fun cutting hair and didn't realize that, like, there was an end product that had that she had to, like, see every day. So first you were disparaging veterans, and now you're blaming women. No, this is a good way to end this podcast. Not only not only women, but women who are healthcare workers in New York City <laughs> during coronavirus pandemic yes yeah so um and john you you only clapped for three seconds that last she sent me a snap of you like clapping at seven and it was just like and that was it and i was like only three seconds must not really care about the nurses that much that's, that's like totally not true like i, I had like two paint i went two pots i had two pots and i was banging them outside the window and for some reason i don't think our apartment complex like respects the rules of uh, how much you're allowed to open your window because there's no there's no like screens outside these windows and it's just over there just like halfway out into the middle of second avenue like banging pot banging pots thinking that like if these are old pots one of them one of them breaks it drops seven stories kills a homeless oh that's not good all right yeah uh do you do you have any closing remarks or anything you want to touch on closing remarks no i just want to give you a quick update that uh at 11:45 p.m. on a thursday I spent 30, 30 minutes to an hour learning uh, the basics of iMovie from a 14-year-old kid on uh, on YouTube. And oh, there you go, say TikTok. <laughs> no, it's uh, it was actually on like this uh, this, this uh, place called Udemy. It's like a it's a free software that the company gives us, um, where it's great. But it's like this 14-year-old kid that was just like it was like it looked like it was his like high school project that he he somehow got admitted to like an actual education website and I'm sitting there like trying to figure out like how all of his stuff is working I just felt like such a a boomer just totally not understanding what was going on in this iMovie but now I know how to use iMovie and I can like move things around and who knows maybe I can maybe I can help us with some of some of our some of our more advanced video uh video software well, there we go. I think that's a good way to wrap it up. So John's concerned about helping us with, you know, video software. I'm concerned about helping us, you know, survive a global pandemic. But, you know, that's uh, that's where our allegiances lie. That's where our focus lies. So really hope you guys enjoyed this segment. And uh, yeah, if, last thing I can say, if you can get tested, have insurance, go do it. Bonus segment time. Bonus segment. All right. So hope you guys are ready. Uh, got a little bit of extra show for you. Another another 20 minutes to attach onto the end. So, uh, yeah, there's something that's happened on social media the last couple of days. So if you guys have been uh, paying attention to that, then I think you should be able to enjoy this little ride. Everybody was looking for 
our take on a very important podcast as another important podcast. We'll give you our, our takes and our, our timeline of events. Enjoy these transition sounds. Transition. Look, Randy, I know that I'm supposed to be a man. I'm supposed to be a manly man. I'm supposed to be a manly man that does nothing but mow, mow the lawn on the weekends, drink beer, and uh, argue about sports. But I, I've learned something, Randy, and it, it, it's that I, I fucking love gossip. I, I fucking love it. I can't get enough of it. Really? Is there, uh, is there any specific piece of gossip that's happened recently that's kind of, you know, like tickled your fancy? And anything out there that you'd want to put on the plate for the people? I, I, I can't. I can't hold it back. I, I, I've listened to every single piece of content about the Call Her Daddy podcast and how it's affected the lives of Sophia and Alex and Dave Portnoy and Suitman, aka Lord Farquaad, aka the HBO executive, aka the recruiter for a big four firm. See, all the testosterone in my body right now makes me want to hang up on this call immediately and just throw this mic away. But there's a lot of fucking estrogen just kicking in here right now. And I have read every single blog post. I've read, <laughs> watched every single video. Been just going through every single Twitter comment that I could possibly find. And everything is just A+. Plus. Like, you know when they say the internet's undefeated? Like these last two days have been like the culmination of just the internet going fucking crazy the internet's just going 1996 michael jordan right now it's beautiful to see i like 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 on tiktok like i, I liked one video and tiktoks and every single every my entire for you page on tiktok right now is just like peter nelson <laughs> ruin ruin her daddy <laughs> i'm not gonna lie i was i was showering before and like in my head i was like peter nelson <laughs> like i was it was just like so ingrained in there and like i hate it so much and the thing is it's something like personally i've never listened to their podcast before um you know it's just like it's a podcast about sucking dick and i just don't suck dick like and that's okay if you do it's no, there's no problem there it's obviously extremely successful but i've never followed it because of that but i have followed like you know the inner office drama you know essentially when you get hired on brand new like oh we're just gonna chuck a podcast how you try to make it successful and you're like fuck everyone i work with so like from that standpoint i was like all right like i guess like it's kind of interesting to see this feud but this just like they just took they just took propane and put it to the flame and said let's just blow this whole thing up and it's i can't stop thinking about it i can't either and like it's it's like one of those like where were you moments you know like when, <laughs> when dave dropped that video like where were you when porno just eviscerated sophia and just ruined any chance she ever had of a successful career i was it was it was 12.30. I decided to <laughs> – it's Call Her Daddy. came up in Call Her Daddy's feed. Um, I think I I think I might have – I may or may not have listened to a couple of episodes of Call Her Daddy. You know what? Screw me. You know what? Kill me. Crucify me. I did. I listened to a couple episodes. And and enough so that it, like, came up in my, my feed. And it said, Daddy Speaks. And I was like, oh, I need to shower. <laughs> I need to spend some time. I need to sit here and just relax with this. Okay, so this is this is my world when I first found out that came out. So um, I think I was just scrolling Twitter, and it was legitimately like right before the last two episodes of The Last Dance came on. So, you know, I'm just here sitting, getting ready to go watch the last two episodes of the Jordan documentary. And then I see like on Twitter, um, freaking Dave Forno like uh, tweets that out, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, why is he tweeting? Like, call her dad. Like, I thought they haven't, like, released something, like, in a month or whatever. So then everyone's saying, like, oh, my God, like, Dave destroyed them. I'm like, what are you talking about, son? I click on it, download it. I hear him start talking. I'm like, fuck. Like, The Last Dance is literally starting at that exact moment. So for the next two hours, as soon as the commercial came on, mute, play this, play the podcast. <laughs> and just, like, started listening like that. And honestly... Cause I was streaming it on uh, on my TV, so I was like, if I could just hit pause on the last dance and just listen to this, I would have done it, like in a heartbeat. Yeah, no, I, it it was bad. Like, if you haven't paid attention, here's the thing you need to do. This is your quick quick guide to get caught up to speed. First thing you do is you listen to the Daddy Speaks episode of Call Her Call Her Daddy. Next, you go on Token CEO and you listen to the most or the second to last episode. Where where you hear from Erica Nardini's perspective? Oh, and she she has a perspective too. She talks about yeah. it. Yeah, Token CEO, great podcast. Oh, uh, I just bought like I just bought linens for eighty dollars that were like retail at like two two hundred dollars. Crazy deal. Whatever. 
token CEO, Dave's perspective. And then I think there were like two other like really funny ones. And it was like, the rest was just TikToks of just people going like crazy random things. There's like a video of like call her, from Call Her Daddy's like main page saying like cancel suit man. And there's like a it's like a green screen. And then there's like this this sweatshirt that you can see like a girl like po- po- pointing to like suit man. And um, some girls dug deep and found out that that was like a sweatshirt that like uh, Alex owns. So like Alex is saying cancel suit man. So like Alex is in on it. It's all I'm I'm all oh up to date. my god I'm I, all see, up to date. I thought I was deep into that you are like you're you just dug like ten thousand feet below me that's how fucking deep you are so yeah it's just it's been insane and the craziest part that has come up to me so this guy Peter Nelson uh sadly uh, I was just going like balls deep into this so uh, what do I do when I hear he's a HBO executive I go on LinkedIn and I say hey. <laughs> Type in Peter Nelson. Let's let, let's see if this guy's like he must be, you know, New York City HBO executive. So I go on there and it's like, oh, uh, Harvard degree. And then I was like, oh, cool, no. like Harvard. Guess guess he's pretty smart. And then do you know what his degree is in? What? Ancient Greek. How does that translate that guy. to HBO executive vice president? Um, that guy's looking like he has some crazy fucking connections from his family crazy yeah and then the thing is like i i also got ballsy just in different areas so but peter nelson real quick peter nelson looks like looks like uh if michael jackson instead of like thinning his his cheekbones just decided to widen his cheekbones imagine lord arkbaugh from shrek just had a baby with quagmire and that's him that's him right there to a t peter nelson well wait but did you see like you know how uh donkey ended up marrying um the dragon Dragon. yeah Imagine if it was Lord, Far- Lord Farquaad and the dragon. That's exactly what it, what their baby would look like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got it. And then, dude, I read the craziest comment ever. So again, just like, I think that if you could have the entirety of the internet go up against any comedian, the internet wins. That's just like that's massing together just millions of opinions, and obviously like right. the funniest one trickles up to the top with the most retweets or likes or whatever it is. And it said, "Oh, I can see how that's together because Lord Farquaad's jaw and Sophia's five head can come together and create a kid with a, a proportionate head." And I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Just like you got both of them right there, and nothing Body hurts bag. like the truth. Absolutely nothing hurts like the truth. Body like. Bag. I think uh, what was it? KFC Radio put a tweet yesterday saying like, "There's nothing, there's nothing that you know kind of gets you better as far as people just accurately describing your physical features. Like, how do you come back from that?" I've been there. Like, I'm, I've been multiple times. I've been called Fat Allen, and it is a <laughs> perfect explanation or like uh, of who I am as a person. I am if Ellen just decided to let it all go in quarantine, just get, let it all loose. That's who I am. And you know what? I'm okay with that. Well, I'm not okay with it. But it is what it is. But Peter Nelson looks like Lord Farquaad. I would rather look like Fat Ellen than Lord Farquaad. Yeah, that I don't know how much money he's making, but it does not make up for those facial features. Like, just the jaw alone and then the caterpillar fucking eyebrows, the weird thing that's going on with his, like, face dimples. Like, dude, it's just – it's so strange. And then I saw a link to a TED Talk that he gave. He is he the prototype – dude. All right, I'll, I'll send you the link after. He is the prototypical guy who just says a bunch of big thesaurus.com words while saying absolutely nothing. He's just – he fluffs everything up to make it sound like he's like this intelligent being, but he's just got nothing going on up there. It's – that's – that's so infuriating when people are just fucking throwing out word salad. They're like, oh, I'm killing this. Look at all – listen to all these big words I'm throwing out. It's like, all right, well, you didn't actually say anything. Yeah, yeah, and like I hate him. Well, I don't know. Maybe I don't because you know what? We've literally only heard one person speak. And you know who else spoke today, Randy? Sophia spoke today. You sent me what Sophia said, and I'd already listened to it. You want to know how I figured it out? <laughs> I was on Twitter, and some girl that I followed from high school – puts out a tweet with one like it's like got one or two likes on it it says sophia has spoken and i shit you not i dropped everything i started started looking i like searched into twitter like sophia franklin and apparently sophia doesn't have a fucking twitter god damn it sophia and then i looked on i looked on instagram and i typed in sophia franklin and i couldn't get to it right away because i must have been spelling something wrong because i have dyslexia and then i had to go on to call her daddy's what call her daddy's page and call her daddy had a tag to sophia's and i just listened to it and i was sitting there like 
you're not going to talk about your boyfriend once. Yeah. You're not even going to. Completely glosses over all that. And she's like, I'm going to be completely honest and truthful with you guys. But like, she didn't admit or say anything. She didn't say a single fucking word. And then she said, oh, yeah, like, I'd be willing to go back. But, you know, we have to do a 50-50. Like, Alex can't, you know, have, like, more of the share. We're partners. And I was like, Dave offered you guys 50-50 on the roof. You fucking snake. Just such a snake the entire time. And then, dude, the thing the thing that got me the most was, like, there were a bunch of, uh, you know, on Instagram uh, stories, like, when it just uh, shows, like, blip to blip to blip or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, she edited, like, eight different 10-second clips. Like, why not just speak for however long? And then it just automatically puts the whole thing in there. Like, she must have definitely been re- reading from cards or something like that. And whoever advised her, it was probably the suit man, honestly. Whoever advised her to say that makes me trust her even less. I, I just feel... I feel like as someone who's supposed to be in the mud, and I think that if, if she had spent more time with actual Barstool instead of having them off by, in their own island, and they spent their time in the mud, they would have had, like, their own internal fights earlier on, would have figured stuff out. But she's just, like, she's just, like, she's getting an entrance to the mud pit at once. Like, they're all getting entrance to the mud pit at once, and they just, they're just not ready for it. Like, Coop, Coop hasn't done anything, and I'm all in on Coop. I don't know why I'm island and on Coop. I've just made this decision. Dave's made this decision for me. Yeah, I'm like, so it's definitely uh it's definitely a lot of like hive mind going on because I'm the same way. I'm like, hey, Coop, smart girl, like get your money and then but the thing is, like, they're they were both rats, but Alex was smart enough to realize, oh, this is a great deal. Like we can make even more money, get our IP after just one year, even if they hate going to the office, deal with it for one year, make after incentives, probably make over a million million and a half dollars in a year and then you own all your intellectual property that would probably be worth at least five million ten million in a year's time if they actually agree to do everything because Barstool is just like it's just there to promote these people and make them even bigger stars because obviously if they become bigger that's more ad revenue back to Barstool so I just I respect her for understanding this is the best deal I have to go for that Sophia is such an idiot and so like caught up in Superman's HBO bullshit that she can't realize that she just pissed away easily like what ten million dollars would you say she could have like because you know what she might be in her late twenties like and women in entertainment like usually have shorter careers they kind of have like you know a prime for them to go after she could have fumbled like ten million dollars away over the next five to ten years easily probably more than that if they played their cards right in a pandemic we're in a pandemic we're in a pandemic. All she had, she didn't have to leave her apartment to make guaranteed five hundred thousand dollars for the year. She just had to get on a fucking mic, and that's it. So we just gotta, we just gotta bring it all together. I think we something wanted- I want to touch on is just like we touched on it briefly before, but the whole dynamic of Peter Nelson being like this higher up HBO executive vice president, just getting fucking memed to death. Like, in New York City culture, like, he's only dealing with, you know, executives, directors, presidents, CEOs. Like, what does he do when he goes into a meeting with them? And they're like, dude, like, you've been going behind our back trying to sell an IP that isn't yours, probably, like, on company time. And you're just getting fucking roasted on the internet. Like, how do you even go into work? Not only that, could you imagine? He can't go out to eat anymore. He can't go to he can't go to one on one. He can't go. I mean, I'm sure he's not going to those type of bars. But like when I saw fights in the bar, I wasn't gonna say it's anything to fights because I like you know respect him. But if Peter Nelson's in a bar, of course I'm sending him a shot saying thank you for the thank you for the entertainment. <laughs> Dude, imagine if you just see. I mean, again. Would never happen, but imagine you go into the gym, you're walking around the corner, you see Peter Nelson there in some fucking khakis and a button down. You gotta go up to him being like, hey, where's the fucking suit? Come on, come on, go back home, change, come back, I need a suit. What's going on, suit man? How you doing, suity guy? Where's your suit? It's like, you need oh, to go take a trip to Joseph A. Like Bank? That? that wasn't Photoshop? Holy shit. You look like an anvil. He looks like a face that's been beaten up by a car. Just like someone puts their face down a road, just gets driven over like three or four times, and it's like, all right, this is this is what I'm working with now. He looks like someone that was built to play a person in like a Wolf of Wall Street movie. Like he looks like one of like the ancillary characters in a Wolf of Wall Street movie. He looks like someone who is deathly allergic to strawberries and just puts a fucking mouthful in there and just lets it sit there for ten minutes. He looks like he's hiding at least two kilos of cocaine in each of his cheekbones. He looks like he's been saving up nuts for the winter for the last 18 winters. <laughs> <of life. laughs> he looks like he thought quarantine was hibernation and decided to package his cheekbones. 
Peter Nelson looks like the kind of guy to take take all of his pants off when he pees at the urinal. Oh, I could definitely see that happening. Peter Nelson's the kind of guy that would go to a baseball game, but only stay at the in the, in the box suites because that's the place he has the best access to draft beers. You don't see Peter Nelson in a in the mosh pit in the Bleacher Creatures. Oh, absolutely not. And you never see him holding a beer. He's just there with his overly sized Yankee jersey over his button-down shirt that probably cost way too much and was tailored exactly to his arms. And you can just tell. You're like, dude, you don't know the fucking Yankees. Get the fuck out of here. There could not be more of an anti-hero to Dave's everyman kind of thought process. You, he literally is the exact opposite of the of the everyman, the brick by brick. This guy graduated with a degree in greek in ancient ancient greek. greek like what 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 do you do do you just go to greece and teach them about their ancient history like and not only that you have to he had to he had to tell someone that that's what he was graduating with people had to like actually go to him and say oh where do you graduate oh graduating from harvard yeah harvard business school oh yeah i'm graduating uh harvard harvard this i don't know we went to penn state i don't know how harvard works <laughs> He got Harvard history degree to go work at HBO in their sports so, division. How under? I just want to know how this interview went. Like, they're like, "Oh, hey, come in." Like, "Oh, hey, my name is Peter Nelson." Like, "All right, so Peter, tell me a little bit about yourself." It's like, "Oh, yes, you know, I've uh, always had a really big interest in sports." Like, "Oh, really? Uh, what did you major in in college?" Uh, ancient Greek. Uh, they started the Olympics. It's the most original sport in the world, and they're like hired in. That jawline, what we need. Let's go. Imagine trying to pick up girls at a bar with your only, with your, with only using your major. Oh, what are you majoring in? Majoring in ancient Greek. Okay. Uh, are you gonna buy all of our drinks? Because or else we're not staying. Yep. Yep. I'm gonna do that. I'm buy all your so, drinks. Yep. <laughs> it's all. It's all going on the company credit card right now. Yeah. Yep. I feel like I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's how Harvard works. I've never even bothered looking into anything at Harvard. Uh, truth be told, but I'm guessing maybe their majors that actually count for anything in this world are hard to get into. And he was just a guy that was like, I'm just bottom of the barrel, scraped in through connections, and I'm just gonna study ancient Greek. There's gonna be like six months down the road where we find out like a different side of the story where. Like Peter Nelson is some some sort of sympathy figure, and we're sitting there like, right now with just a bunch of assholes just being a dick to some random guy on the internet, knowing knowing only one side of the story. But until that happens, fuck Peter Nelson. I mean, the internet doesn't try to think forward, you know, anticipate for potential hiccups in the way they think. We just go full fucking force ahead and just try to destroy this guy's life. The only thing we we know for sure, Randy, is that. The Quad Bunk podcast is not going to ruin Peter Nelson's life. And so that's why we're going to put this out. Exactly. Because realistically, we, we don't have any connections to any higher up brass in the HBO world. So I think I feel pretty okay saying that man's jaw looks like the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my entire life. The eyes couldn't be closer to each other. Like, it's like they're like two like little black holes that are just on a collision course to just becoming one big singularity. It's some of the most disturbing things I've ever seen in my life. He looks like a guy that couldn't play football because of his face. I could see that. I mean, can you imagine how many penalties he must have gotten for uh, for targeting on the defense? But they're like, dude, how can I not hit his head? It's fucking everywhere. It's his whole body. It's the entire thing. It's like, oh, yeah, just, you know, veer away from it. It's like, veer away from what? That's half of his mass right there. And Sophia just being like, yeah, we, we could have been better with how we went about, you know, renegotiating our contracts. And, you know, that's on us. But... And then just ends the thing like, daddy gang, I'll be back, daddy gang. Oh, the craziest part was that she was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I quit my job so we can be like a family, uh, a daddy gang or whatever. It's like, dude, she just like, I hope that was the first take of all those clips because that was just the most unconvincing thing I think I've ever heard in my entire life. And like, again, like, I actually do kind of feel bad for her because like, where do you go from here? I don't know, like, what business she was employed in before this, but... I don't know how you go from podcast and then just get roasted on the internet to, to what do you do at this point? You know, where, where would she bring any value? She's just such tainted goods, especially in the media world. Like, and how do you even like give her her own podcast? Cause like Alex Cooper basically did a majority of the heavy lifting. Move her, move out to LA, become a TikToker. She can do it. Hit her with a Carol Baskin. 
<laughs> to the renegade. It, that's how. That's it. Now I, this is our our last piece. Will be our tips for Sophia. Okay. Sophia, the only way you can get out of this is if you go on the Call Her Daddy main page on TikTok and just go Peter Nelson ruined Call oh. Her Daddy. I mean that's the only way, but that's how it happened. <laughs> legitimately, that is her throwing a hail mary. Like because think about it. How else is she paying for it? Like, yeah, she made a decent amount of money, but in New York City, with how much I'm sure she likes to spend, that will go away so quick. She's obviously not living Alex Cooper right now. Must be living with Superman. Like, she's pretty much fucking dependent on him right now until she gets any sort of contract going forward. I don't know. I'm sure she she. There's no way she spent five hundred thousand dollars in a year. Is that possible? Um, after taxes, what is that like three hundred k? Yeah, at best. I mean, I, it's a, it depends on how much the suit paid for shit, like, when they went out together. Because, like, if she just went out and, like, wasn't spending anything, yeah, obviously, like, it's very easy to save all that money. But I just don't know, you know, obviously none of us are going to know how much he did or didn't pay, but... Okay, so then what are, what, are, what, are, what are our thoughts for in closing? In closing, just, if you're going to be a snake, you got to be a smart snake. And Alex Cooper <laughs> was a fucking smart snake. No, like, legitimately, like, that's why, like, it, it kind of is, like a cutthroat world out there so i really do respect her being like you know i fucked up this is the best deal let me go with the best deal and not just continue to do stupid stuff in the sake of doing stupid stuff you know what i mean like she realized oh i'm kind of fucked this is a way out this is a way to kind of like sure up my future right now let me do that instead of just following my partner and suit man i can't wait for the next piece i can't wait for alex to speak i'm i can't believe that this the week the week before Memorial Day weekend as we're supposed to be getting ready for the first time our, our summer bodies glisten the air glisten, glisten the the outside air and we're talking about the fact that that suit man broke up a podcast that neither of us listened to yeah that's uh it's just it really is insane how quickly things can devolve I hate to see it what about love Randy what about love do you think she loves that man the way he fucking looks let's be real yeah, I don't I don't think that really happens uh, at that point. But yeah, it's just it's a rough look, but I do think that Alex like if she just like kind of like came out flat and like told the truth saying like, yeah, you know, like we were essentially trying to fuck over everyone and, you know, take this IP to somewhere else even though we didn't own it, and then once I realized that oh shit, we're not just going to be able to, you know, get a lawsuit through it and have everything work out in our favor, I decided to come back. Like I think the honesty is what would win her over. Because, like, essentially, it's Dave's honesty on her behalf that's kind of warmed us up to her. Like, we haven't heard her say a single word. But if she right. just came out and was just flat out like that, like, how do you go against that? You don't. You don't. You don't at all. All right. So that's the that's the Quad Bunk Podcast, episode three. Three. Uh, so uh, we, we hope you guys enjoyed this little tidbit. Um, it's just it's been a crazy fucking week for social media. And the the great, yeah, you can't not talk about it. And it's weird because it just all these little things, all these little these little uh, these little leaves blowing in the wind, they just culminate together to create this fucking monster gale force hurricane that just sweeps through the entire internet in like two days time, insanity. <laughs>